today we are going to be looking at uh, joy, the joy walk. You know, we talk about the love walk, isn't it? We talk about our faith walk. Praise God. But today we want to look at our, the joy walk, our own reality. The joy walk. Walk at in W-A-L-K, right? The joy walk. Our own reality. Luke's Gospel, chapter 10. Let's read from verse 17. Oh, God help me today. And the 70 returned again with joy. Somebody say with joy. with joy. See, the 70 returned. Now, Jesus, this, the background is that Jesus sent these 70 people to go and preach the gospel, okay, of the kingdom around various places, okay, to the places where he himself would have loved to go. But because he was just one person, now he had, he had poured himself some into 70 other disciples, so he sent them there, two by two. So they at least, it means that they went to about 35 different places at the minimum. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. In other words, hey, those guys were excited that, you know, demons were subject to them. They cast out devils. Said, hey, guys, in the name of Jesus, out. And those guys, and, and, and those guys went out. You know, they were excited about it. So Jesus reported to them that, well, you know, while you guys were on the field, I beheld Satan fall down. Yeah, I saw it. Amen. Praise God, I know, I, I know what you guys are talking about, right? I sent you there. I was the one that gave you, gave you the power. So he said, I gave you the power to do it. Hallelujah. To tread upon serpents and scorpions, okay? And over all the power of the enemy. So what they experienced in the field, they were excited about to come and tell Jesus. Jesus said, well, I already know it. <laughs> Amen. You know, they came, they came with joy. They were excited. Wow! How many of you have cast out devils before? Praise God. Amen. You know, if you have cast out devils before and devils went out of somebody, they went out, out of a person, you know, you know how excited you feel. Yeah, doing the work of God, doing the works of ministry. Even the devils are subject to me. Praise God. Despite the fact that I just finished eating Ebab before, you know, casting them out. Glory to God. They still obeyed me. <laughs> Glory to God. I didn't have to go and fast for seven days before I could cast out that one wimpy devil. No. Because of the name of Jesus. So they were excited about it. If you haven't before, then you won't know what the excitement is. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, it means you have been tolerating them. Stop tolerating them. Right? Cast out devils from, from people. Right? Anyone that the devil is torment him. You have the right and the authority to cast out devils from him. You are not inferior. You are seated right in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Far above all principality and power, mind and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this world but also in that which is to come. So which means that the authority that you have even extends beyond now. Woo! Glory to God. Excited about that. Amen. So if you don't know how to use it now, maybe you won't know how to use it then. Start practicing it now. 
Glory to God. So, so they were excited about that. Jesus said, well, I already know that. Then he now said, let's look at verse uh, 21. Where is it now? Yeah. He said, in that hour, now in verse 20, he said, notwithstanding. Somebody said, notwithstanding. So, in other words, he's trying to tell them that despite the fact that, despite the fact that you have experienced this, right, that's not the real deal. There's something else you need to capture. There's something else that needs to be the source of your excitement. He says, notwithstanding, in this rejoice not. So, he said, oh, you are excited. Imagine you're coming with a testimony. Woo! Pastor, look at what the Lord has done for me. The Lord has just blessed me with so, so, and so, and so. Oh, boy, I just got one unprecedented favor. You are so excited about it. And Jesus says, well, I already know. You thought pastors should be able to shout and jump, you know, I'm like, okay, praise God for that. Don't, aren't you happy for me? <laughs> Hallelujah. That's the scenario. And Jesus says, notwithstanding, in this rejoice not. So he's telling you what to rejoice about and what not to rejoice about. In these rejoice not that the spirits are subject to you, but rather, someone say rather. Tell tell your neighbor, get ready, get ready. Get ready to see what you should rejoice about. Hallelujah. This is from the lips of Jesus. He says, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Someone still hasn't gotten it yet. Uh-huh. Okay, my name is written there. Okay. Okay. I'm talking about raw miracles. I know. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, someone has accused us before and said, Pastor, I don't know why you guys don't take testimonies in this church. You know, you know, someone got a visa and then... Uh, he comes and shares the testimony. Someone gets a car. He comes and shares the testimony. Someone gets a house. Comes and shares the testimony. Someone, you know, got delivered from an accident where some other people died. You know, you know. And then he comes and shares the testimony. He says, "Well, so as if those people that died, you know, you understand." Hallelujah. Amen. We love testimonies. Jesus didn't tell them to shut up. They actually shared their testimony with Jesus. All right? So he didn't tell them to shut up. But he now redirected their joy. Glory to God. He says, rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And then Jesus now demonstrated it. In that hour, verse 21. He said, Father, I, Jesus did what? Rejoiced in spirits. 
So, did he, what was he rejoicing about? He could have been rejoicing that the, the demons were cast out. In fact, we, there is nowhere it is, it is recorded in the Gospels where Jesus did any miracle and Jesus rejoiced afterwards. None. None. Hallelujah. Read through the Gospels. Nowhere. In fact, nowhere. But Jesus, that's what he said, he said in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit. That's the word agalia, oh, agali, gali, 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 gali. Right? The, 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 the Hebrew word. No, the Greek word. Praise God. Agalia, gali, 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 gali. Right? So, he said, what does it mean? It means that Jesus jumped. Jesus did a little jig for joy. He turned around. He, went, he jumped up, jumped down, went sideways, went this way. What was that? There was no Abraham playing the keyboard. Probably maybe they were in the room. Glory to God. When they came and reported it, they were in a conference room. So there was no drama, obviously. Jesus rejoiced. Judas was not there to drum. Maybe he was there. There was no drum. Praise God. Keyboards had not been made at that time. Hallelujah. Trumpeters, maybe none of the disciples. The Bible didn't tell us that there was anybody who was blowing the trumpet there. No gun gun player there. No harp player. Nobody was playing harp there. But Jesus did something. Glory to God. The Bible says that he rejoiced. In other words, what does it mean to rejoice? It means to do joy. Jesus did joy. So, it means that Jesus intentionally, deliberately rejoiced. So, beyond that, the shouting, the joy, I mean, when I had some people shouting, saying yesterday, congratulations, Arsenal. Did Arsenal win a game? They lost. Ah, so what are they I wonder, oh, race color. So, so which club won yesterday? Which of your favorite club won yesterday? Man City. Man City, man, you, any one of them, man. As long as man is there. Praise God. <laughs> you know the way they, they you know the way, they were shouting, ah, you know, exuberance, exuberance and all that. Right? That was the kind of thing Jesus was doing. But you see, the one that happened yesterday, when man you won, is not the true joy. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's a political statement. Praise the Lord. <laughs> As a political statement. Praise God. Depends on what side of the divide you are on. Amen. No politics in church. Amen. <laughs> so that's why Jesus rejoiced. So it means the reason why you joy is more important than the expression itself. So, why will joy 
be sustained because of the reason for the joy. Who's, who has ridden a, a brand new car here before? Let me see your hands up. When, uh, yeah, I remember, ah, brought up when he won Project Fame, number three man, Toyota Yaris. Cha cha, brand new. It was like this. Praise the Lord. Are you still rejoicing over it today? Huh? It has gone. <laughs> so that joy was temporary. The reason for the joy was because it was brand new. Three months afterwards, why are you still rejoicing? Three months after, six months down the line, after you got. It became, mm, yeah. We just say, well, we thank God, right? Because after it, another model came. Several other models came that made yours look like a toy. That's the temporary nature. Man, you rejoiced yesterday. I think they've been losing. Ah, no wonder it was very loud. They've been losing since the beginning of the season, isn't it? So who knows? Yesterday's zone was temporary. Okay, it's a political statement, eh? <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Whether political or not, it's temporary. No, it's not a curse. Is the nature of the game. They say you win some, but the one Jesus Christ offers. Are you listening to me this morning? There is no loss about it. You never lose that one. Glory to God. He said, I give you peace, not as the world gives. I am honoring you. Not like the way they were or the way the world honors you. He said, I give you my joy. Not the joy that is of the world. Because the one that is of the world is temporary. It is subject to change. But the one I'm giving to you is the true joy. It's the one that will last forever and ever. Irrespective of whatever it is. Irrespective of what you are going through. Irrespective of whatever the world gives to you. The world can give you that. Jesus gave us that. So season in, season out. <laughs> Ooh, glory to God. Amen. Amen. So the reason for the expression of your joy is more important than the, than the expression. Because the reason is what sustains the joy. Let's quickly do a, 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 a small study. Psalm 51. Let's look at one man, one guy that lived with a New Testament mindset, even though he was in the Old Testament. The Bible called him a prophet, and he was also a king. Okay? Who am I talking about? David. In Psalm 51, the Bible tells us about the Psalm of David, this Psalm of David. He wrote it. Praise God. 
He wrote it for someone, for the director of music, to put music to it. So it's not necessarily that David was the one that put the music to it, right? But the, the, he was, he was, the words were inspired, you know, through him. Look at it. He said, for the director of music, a psalm of David, when prophet Nathan came to him after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. Remember the story. David, when he was supposed to be in battle, he was enjoying kingship. And he started surfing Facebook. And he saw what he should not see. And beheld what his eyes were meant to be closed to. He beheld Bathsheba taking a bath naked. Praise God. And his adrenaline and all the other hormones that were supposed to be resting began to wake. And it awakened so much, it led him to action. He yielded to its enticements. So that's why the Bible says that when a man sins, don't say that it is God that tempted you. Praise God. He said that you are drawn away. So David was drawn away by his loss. Tell your neighbor, don't be drawn away. Hallelujah. You are drawn away. So David was drawn away. And he lusted after her, slept with her, called her, slept with her. Bathsheba was Raya's wife. And then after that, not only, he not only committed adultery, but he engineered the death of the husband. Ah, ah. <laughs> committed adultery. You now went further and killed the guy to cover your story. Men did not know, but God knew and sent prophet Nathan to him. And, uh, Nathan said, O king, there were two men. One was a poor man. The other one was a rich man. The rich man had plenty goods, plenty animals. But he lost it after the one goat of the what? Of the poor man. And took it. And killed the goat. And used it for celebration. Then he said, eh? In my kingdom? Yeah, yes. <laughs> ah, what do kings do? Kings pass judgment, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, I. What is, I put my leg on it. <laughs> this is my decree. This man must die. Yes, David was angry. And Prophet Nathan said, Oh, you. You, gung <laughs> You are the man. You are that man. You said, <laughs> so it was under such a, such a, it was under that that he wrote this psalm and began to pray. Have mercy on me. Mercy. You that you said the rich man must die. Was he deserving of it? No. But he said, have mercy on me. According to what? Your loving kindness. Mm, now you know God is loving kind. Eh? Do you know that, that word loving kindness? It's, it's a picture of 
He's saying that God, you know, have mercy on me. You know, this is as a show of who you are. <laughs> so he was appealing to who God was. Or who God still is, was and is. According to your loving kindness. According to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. And has blotted out the handwriting of the wall on the wall that was written against us. The, the word blot out means obliterate. Come out and completely never see it again. So, it can, so nobody can ever make reference to it again. Hallelujah. What was he making reference to? He was not just making reference to himself. This was a prophetic word about what Jesus will come and do. The Bible says that Jesus blotted out the handwriting of the ordinances that was against us. That was what David was saying. Hallelujah. <laughs> Blot out. Blot out my transgressions. Colossians 2 verse 14. Jesus blotted it out. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is ever before me. Against you only I have sinned. Uh-huh. Not against Uriah. He said, against you only, I have sinned. I have done this evil in your sight, that you might be justified when you speak and be clear when you judge. Behold, I was shaping in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. He wasn't talking about you, he was talking about himself. Did your mother conceive you in sin? Most likely his mother probably was not a wife. Right? Praise God. Behold, you desire truth in the inward path, and in the hidden path, you have made me to know wisdom. What is the wisdom? He said, Push me with wisdom, I shall be clean. Wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. David! Hallelujah! Have you seen someone that stole a goat before and he was in prison for seven years without trial? And you say, Yeah, he deserves it. But he said, wash me. He said, if completely erase it, that there will be no trace whatsoever. Now, look at verse 8. Can, um, Nathan came to meet him. You are the sinner. Hallelujah. Immediately Nathan leaves, he begins to talk, say this. Look at, imagine if you are Nathan and you are hearing this from David. Look at verse 8. Let's all read it together. Let's read it together. Make me to do what? Murderer. Murderer. What, what is this? Is he not supposed to be crying? Covering himself with what? Ashes and sackcloth and anything worse than that. He said, make me. <laughs> you wash me from my transgressions. Completely obliterating them. And then he said, you make me to hear joy and gladness. Huh? That the bones which has been broken may what? Rejoice. He said, you make me to hear joy. <laughs> Glory to God. This could only happen because of Jesus. Why can you and I still hear joy? Glory to God. He said, blessed are those. Uh, Psalm 89, verse, uh, I think that should be verse 15 or thereabout. He said, blessed are those that hear the joyful sound. For they shall walk in the light of your countenance. 
He said, make me to hear John. This is a murderer that is supposed to be, I mean, tearing himself down. But he said, make me hear John. Hear joy, make me to 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 hear joy and gladness. Glory to God. Did you see that? Why was David able to say this? David was able to see, say this because he had the revelation of God's uh, 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 mercy. He had the revelation uh, of the salvation uh, of, G- of God uh, that God would bring uh, through Jesus. So why do we rejoice? Our primary reason for rejoicing uh, is in what God uh, has done. Not in what we have done. Or not in what we do. Are you listening to me, somebody? Are you listening to me, somebody? Hallelujah. There is nothing that you will ever do in that sense, in the material world that someone has not done before. So our reason for joy, right, is what? It's the salvation that is in what God has done, not what we have done. Look at Paul in, in Romans chapter 12, verse 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 12. Romans 12, verse 12. He says, uh, uh, where are you now? Romans 12, verse 12. He says, rejoice in what? Rejoicing in hope. How do we rejoice? Romans 12 verse 12. Rejoicing in hope. What is the hope? Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 tells us the hope. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Listen to this. Are you there? What's happening Colossians chapter 1. Sorry. Yeah, chapter 1, verse 27. You've seen it? Read it. To whom God will make known the mystery. What is the mystery? What is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles? Which is what? Which is what? Christ in you. Uh huh. The expectation of glory. Christ in you. Is the expectation of glory. That is, is the glory that was expected. Luke 24. Luke 24, quickly. Let's run there. Luke 24, verse 25. Luke 24, verse 25. Jesus, speaking to the disciples, he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets, right, had spoken. Uh Uh-huh. Ought not Christ, verse, verse, ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to do what? To enter where? Into his glory. Now, so, it means that to enter into his glory, it means that Christ has never entered that place before. It was a place that Christ had never entered before. He said, to suffer, because the only way he could enter that glory was what? Was through what? Suffering. 1 Peter chapter 1, follow me. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse uh, 10. 1 Peter 
1 verse 10. What's the glory? 1 Peter 1 verse 10. Say it fast enough for me. Uh, if you've seen it, read it for me. And of this salvation, of this salvation. So he's talking about what? Talk to me. He's talking about what? Uh-huh. Of this salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched what? Carefully. Uh-huh. Who prophesied of the grace that will come unto you? What's the grace? Uh-huh. Next verse. Searching of what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify. When he did what? Testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. So the sufferings will come and what will the suffering lead to? To the glory of God. Hallelujah. Jesus had never entered that glory before or else. I mean, the only way he would enter was going to be what? Through his sufferings. So since Jesus had not entered that, that glory before, right? He suffered. And then after he suffered, what will happen? He will enter into the glory. Someone says, well, it means that he will go to heaven. No, he's, Jesus said he's one that he came from heaven. So that glory couldn't have been talking about heaven. Clear? Yeah. So what's that glory? That glory, hallelujah, is in Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. It said, which is what? Christ in you, the hope of glory. So the glory is Christ in you. God in man is the expression of the glory of God. It's not gold and silver. He said, for you were not uh, born again. Uh, you were not uh, delivered. Uh, you didn't receive salvation uh, through gold and silver or precious stones. Are you listening to me? So, the hope that Jesus uh, was looking towards, uh, right, uh, was what? Uh, the hope of glory, which is what? Uh, God in man. Before Jesus died. God had never been in man. But that was God's original plan. That God will tabernacle with man. That was the reason why when they built the ark, when they built the tabernacle, the Bible said God came, they built it and the whole, the whole camp encamped around the tabernacle. It was at the center. Why? It meant, what did it signify? That God was now dwelling amongst men. So right now, God is no longer just dwelling amongst men. God is now dwelling in man. God in you is the hope of glory. You are the demonstration. You are the expression of the glory of God upon the earth. Silver and gold will go away. The earth will be melted one day. But the Bible tells us, Jesus said, where I am, that's where you will be. I have made room for you. 
have made room for you. In my father's house are many dwelling places. Oh, when you come, when I when you invite me, my father will be in you. I will be my father. We are all going to be together. That is the glory of God upon the earth today. And that is what much more celebrate is what much more celebration than anything else that is physical. God is in you. God is in you. God is in you. He says you are the temple. Don't you know you are the temple of the living God? Don't you know that you are the temple of the living God? Oh, he said that we that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit with him. First Corinthians 6 verse 11. You are one spirit. You are one with him. You are in union with divinity. That is the glory of God that demonstrated upon the earth. So when we want to rejoice, when we remember that we are the carriers of God everywhere we go, when we remember that he is with us, not only with us, he says I will be with you. I will not forsake you. How? Because he's now permanently resident on the inside of us. What is the token? The Bible says the Holy Ghost is the, is the, is the, is the earnest of our salvation the holy ghost dwells on the inside of you hallelujah so every morning when you wake up you can rejoice whether the day is black or the day is blue or the day is red whether it went well or it did not go well whether you are suffering or you are not suffering Paul said even while we are suffering we are still happy no wonder he said in Philippians chapter 4 verse 1 he said, rejoice in the Lord always. He said, command. Tell your neighbor, he says, command. Come on, tell your neighbor, he says, command. So you are rejoicing because of revelation. You are rejoicing because of what you know. We are rejoicing because of what you know. Oh, the revelation knowledge that you have gotten. It can make you oh, to spring up on your feet. Oh, you went ahead and nothing happened. You were expecting something physically and it did not happen. It didn't materialize. You can say, glory to God. I am more than this. The greater one puts me over. When one door, when one door closes, seven will open unto me. The Holy Ghost cannot be stopped. Therefore, I cannot be stopped. I'm greater. The greater one. He dwells on the inside of me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. He's greater. He's greater than every disappointment. He's greater than every disease. He's greater than every financial loss. He's greater than every financial lack. The greater one is putting me over every time. And when you remember that, you can jump. You can shout, you can scream, you can dance without music. You don't have to be in church. Oh, before you dance, before you rejoice, before you shout. Because in your shouting, the Bible tells us, oh, that to the enemy, to the devil, it is to their perdition. Philippians chapter 1 verse 28, he says, but to us, glory to God, to every one of us, oh, it is the Evidence. Philippians chapter 1. I'll close with that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your joy is your evidence. Glory to God. Your joy is your evidence. Glory to God. Oh, he said in nothing. Let's read it together. Want to go? 
Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Someone says, I don't know. I'm a, I, I am being opposed. There is a lot of opposition against me. I don't know why. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know. Oh, it's as if uh, they just want to limit me here. It's as if, uh, oh, I can't move beyond this place. Uh, this is what the Bible says. Uh, the meaning of the word adversary, it means opposition. It's not necessarily talking about Satan. Glory to God. Yes, Satan can raise, uh, he can raise opposition against us. Uh, but he says, uh, let's read together. One, two, go. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Tell your neighbor in nothing. Uh, tell your neighbor in nothing. Uh, tell him nothing means nothing. Uh, Come on, let's read again. One to go. And in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you. <laughs> oh, but to you. To you it is what? To you it is what? Salvation means deliverance. It means provision. It means protection. Glory to God. He said, when you are not terrified, when you are not terrified, when you are not terrified, when you are not, when you are not feeling overwhelmed, when you are not afraid, hallelujah, when you are not worrying, when you are not thinking, hey, how am I going to do it? How is this thing going to pan out? When you are not afraid, he said, you are not afraid by your opposition by that which is opposing you right now he said uh, what is it uh, that is an evidence uh, to your opposition <laughs> it is a token of perdition what is perdition destruction annihilation glory to god paralysis your opposition becomes paralyzed when you swing into joy You are looking for someone to pray for you. You've got the key. Hallelujah. Swing into joy. He said your opposition will become paralyzed. They are pursuing me from my village. Ah, face them. You know they say goats. When goats reach war, eh, I know where to pass. What did the goat go do? In go turn. In go face you. It's time to face your opposition. Squall, look at his shoulder to shoulder. Square in the face. Uh, glory to God. He says uh, it is uh, your, an evidence. That thing that you do. When you swing into joy. It is the evidence of your salvation. And that of God. Stand to your feet everybody. Glory to God.